We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the Premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of Lee Castle. I'm your host, Chris McPherson. Today I'm joined by two co-hosts, uh, the first of which uh, is a former Charlestown, Central Newcastle, sorry, Butcher Boy, who it appears um, with the mass exodus from Central Charlestown, took a wrong turn and ended up at Belmont South uh, on his way to Dudley and he's ended up here at the Rabbits. Uh, He's the halfback in our first half of the year team, uh, Liam Boney. Bones, how are you? I'm well, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Our other co-host today, he's uh, a stalwart at Lakes and their feeder clubs. He's been around the traps at Windale, Swansea, and now captain coach at Belmont South. He's best known for being a better-looking ver- better version of Brody Delaney. Aaron Morris, how are you? <laughs> oh, I don't know how big Diamond Dell like that one, but yeah. <laughs> good, mate. Good. There's a, man, there's a man I haven't heard from in a long time. What's, where, is, where is Brody Delaney? Mate, he's... Um, Working away up Maribyrite, so he's seven on, seven off. Retired from footballing? I don't think he'll retire ever, but yeah, he should. His knees are very brittle. There's not much left of him. Make, making a cameo alongside Robbie Payne at some time in Lake Thurgrove, maybe. Also heard he's taken up boxing, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got a good record. <laughs> Had three knockouts. <laughs> yeah, which side of him was he on? The outside. Leave that to the imagination. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lovely. Uh, well, first of all, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, make sure whatever platform you're listening to us on, you do give us a rate and a review and follow us on our social media channels, uh, Facebook under League Castle and Twitter under League Castle AU. Uh, we might kick off the show with our League Castle legends and uh, Chop, you're pretty keen to go, mate. So I'll let you with your first uh, the standout team or performer and we've expanded this with no show last week over the last two weekends. Yeah, well, mate, because we didn't play last week, um Mom was in the Newcastle comp, Cessnock, beating West. Um, West were travelling pretty good, and I don't think anyone really expected to see him get beat, so I didn't know if it was Briggsy playing or not, but from what you're saying, he probably wasn't. I thought Briggsy might have had a bit of an input into that, but that's definitely my standout. Yeah, well, I might go next, because I'm 100% behind on that. I had the Goannas. Um, I probably didn't have big enough wraps on him, and uh, certainly I didn't, I didn't see him as too much of a threat to West down there, so... A great win for them um, in some tough conditions, and yeah, shows that West are beatable, which uh, puts a bit of a cat amongst the pigeons with the leaderboard. And South had their eye on the back of West now, so well done to Cessnock, a great win. And as you said, adding the addition of Scotty Briggs, which we'll talk about a little bit later, is uh, a big sign out there. What about you, Bones? Uh, just on that Briggs, uh, it was the other Briggs uh, the last round of uh, oh, yeah. our, our comp. Uh, really wound the clock back with a 70 metre intercept try. I was going to say, the, uh, yeah. the other Briggs, so we're obviously talking Jake here because there's five of them running around yeah, in, yeah, in a different Jake level than Newcastle yeah. Rugby League. Apparently yeah. um, someone was in the field with a, with a sundial trying to see how long <laughs> he took to get to the trial line. I know, I saw some things on Facebook, you said he was lightning, so... <laughs> yeah, he went, went about the clock. Went through them all and then run back to go through them all again, he was going that quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing no one chased him then. Oh, there was a few there, they went too far behind, but the big fella had some tired. I think it was just a bit more of a shock. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? Downhill, a bit of momentum, maybe. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty blowy day, too, so that might have helped him. Still, still got it, the old fella, eh? So, um, I mean, he's dangerous at the line, but now we know that he can run a bit, so team yeah, well, Carter might, have to, might have to uh, keep an eye on him this week. We can start setting up for long range plays with him now. Do the old, um, I when I was at Lakes, mate, just the scrum 10 metres out from your own line, kick downfield like we used to have a zip zip Morris. Yeah. <laughs> There's another name from the past, isn't it? 
I haven't heard of him for a while, but no idea where he is now. Still be it's running still quick, that's for sure. There wasn't much of contact with um, BB Flanders and Mikey and that. But yeah, yeah, no, Ron Flanders still pops up in my feed every now and then. I haven't heard from Zip in years. Let Chop know where you are if you listen to Ricky Morris. That'd be great. Mate, Belmont, Belmont South winger. Oh, mate, I'd be on the phone wing straight away. Yeah, lovely. All right, well, we might jump into the Group 21 action. Um, they had a, a bye weekend across the long weekend, so we'll have a look at the fixtures for this week. We'll start with the reserve grade competition. Uh, Saturday sees last place Greta Brinkson come up against Denman. Denman only the one win to their name. Greta Brinkson yet to win a game. Greta Brinkson barely fielding side most weeks, only had eight or nine the other week. They had a couple of reserves last week, two weeks ago, so they might have a chance here against Denman at, at Greta Brinkson. You'd like to hope so, but I think the devil will be too strong. Yeah, I think so too. I think one win's always better than none. Uh, as you said, if they field a nine blokes every fucking week, then you know, you're not going to go too far there. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go Denman. You've got to stick with them. Yeah, next up, Murrurundi, uh, another team with only the one win. They take on Musselbrook at Murrurundi. Musselbrook sitting in fifth with three wins. So, uh, you'd expect the uh, Musselbrook after they drop down from the first grade comp to make that their fourth win of the season, even though they're on the road at Murrurundi. Yeah, well, mate, I don't really follow this comp that much, so I'll probably take all the favourites. <laughs> I've got no idea. The only it's a nice four-week multi, all the favourites in there, $1.40 each. <laughs> the only thing I know about that comp is going pretty red hot. So. They certainly are. We'll get them in a second. Uh, well, they're next up off the off the docket. So we've got Scone hosting Aberdeen. It'll be in reserve grade and first grade. But uh, that's second versus third. And um, a loss here and a win for Merriwell. You can see that Merriwell open up a bit of a gap at the top. So the Thoroughbreds will have their eye on this one. And I'm backing them to win at home. They've got a pretty strong record there at Scone. I might back Merriwell just because I drove through there on uh, Monday. Aberdeen. Oh. Aberdeen, mate. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I'll say Aberdeen. Uh, played a trial match against them uh, probably about two, two or three years ago now. Um, went up there and they were, like, they were a very strong team, very well drilled. Um, yeah, I think that Joshy Smeadle was running around at, this, at that time. Yeah, yeah their, first, their first grade's quite strong and so is their second grade. Looking at the depth there coming third at the moment. Uh, now, mate, you're, now you can tip Merriwell. Singleton versus Merriwell at Singleton. Uh, it is first versus fourth. Merriwell un- undefeated so far. Yeah, I had a good pie there on Monday. So I'm going to take Merriwell and I had some good chicken going out the mudgy on the Friday there. <laughs> the magpies are quite high. Yeah, serve those. Stop eating at that country chicken. It's delicious. Yeah, I'll be sponsored by Belmont South Rabbitohs in a minute. Yeah, I think <laughs> I might um, tip Singleton just to mess Chop's mouldy up that he's got going. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I, I'm going to go with the Magpies. Uh, they're going strong and uh, hopefully they can continue to go from strength to strength and maybe push up the first grade next year and make it a five-team comp because it's a bit disappointing, a four-team comp at the moment. Get a bit uh, boring. Yeah, yeah. it would. Uh, I think Singleton and Denman are playing for about the third or fourth time already and it's only around seven. So <laughs> uh, Singleton versus Denman, both games, two o'clock on Sunday in the first grade competition. Uh, Singleton surprising them with some of the names they've got. You know, there's a lot made in the off-season about them signing Big Frank Paul Sala and also uh, the illustrious Chad Redmond, who they've poached from the Shortland Devils. Yeah. Uh, both players with NRL experience, but uh, they're sitting last in light of only one win after six rounds. Uh, Denman not far in front of them on four competition points. The latter then goes Aberdeen six and Scone 12. So if you do your maths there, Scone's won as many games as the rest of the comp combined. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Singleton hosting Denman. I'm going to go Singleton. At some point, that experience has got to pay, and uh, I think this week's the week. Yeah, I'll be taking Singleton with them, t- them two names, for sure. Yeah, we'll make that three. Uh, Chubbs is a very handy footballer. I'm sure he's bound to hit his stride soon. Certainly is, and in the other match, Scone, again, hosting Aberdeen uh, in the first grade fixture. 
this game, you'd be brave to go against the likes of JJ Apthorpe and uh, uh, Clydesdale there. They're, they're tearing up a couple more experienced. The JJ, not necessarily the NRL level, but he's been around the traps for a long time. He's a solid performer and Clydesdale steering them around. So they're undefeated for a reason. I'll go to Thoroughbreds at home. Absolutely, mate. Especially yeah. JJ out there. Gates had brought up. We'll have to back, back Scone as well. Yeah, speaking of that, mate, we might just get onto that. Uh, some rumours swirling on the Facebook page that you're re-establishing the Gateshead Zebras next year. What's going on there? Uh, that's Michael Swall spearheading the whole operation. <laughs> He's been pumping them tyres three or four years now, that Gateshead one. He does love his Gateshead, so do I. Mike, Michael Small still, um, my, my claim to Michael Small is somebody who does a lot of commentary. It's still one of my favourite pieces of commentary I've ever heard. Uh, I remember Smalley made it, I don't know if it's a comeback or what the story was, but he was playing first grade at Lakes a few years ago, and he scored it. Kicked and it was a horrible kick, but it deflected off the fullback. He regathered it and scored. <laughs> but Mike Rabbit's commentary was Michael Small regathers his kicks. Nah, Michael Small scores looking anything but. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a pot shot from Mike Rabbit, I don't know what is. He's got some talent, the big man. He can move, yeah. He's always had some ability, that's for sure. Um, he's probably the epitome of a uh, halfback trapped in a fourth body, Small. I think that's why Payne keeps getting bigger. He's just trying to. <laughs> Just looked up the Smalley for so long, you just got to outdo him. And well, Robbie Payne has reached out to the show to find out when his opportunity to get back at you, so it's good uh, good to see you getting straight into him nice and early. Payne, you wouldn't have anything on me, mate. Don't be able to catch up, mate. <laughs> um, speaking of lakes, we might jump into the real NRL and Newcastle Rugby League Business Plaza Cup. Uh, they did play over a long weekend, and a couple of score lines reflected the weather South 8, Macquarie 0, Cessnock 13, <coughs> West 8. Uh, Maitland got a win 22-10 over Central and Curry 28, Lakes 10. Uh, unfortunately for um, where we're sitting here at Jules Tavern in the Lake Macquarie area, the ladder's not looking too pretty if you're a Lake Macquarie club. From the bottom up, it's Lakes, Central Macquarie, then it's the Coalfields team, Cessnock, Maitland, Curry, and the top two, the inner city sides, West and South. So the great thing is there's only two wins separating eighth and second. So yeah. um, as we saw last year, this competition, you know, if someone's going to run of three or four wins, quickly find yourself in finals contention. So, uh, and obviously, uh, Cessnock and Lakes down the bottom there, and West and South, the top two, both having a game in hand. So it'll be certainly very interesting. Uh, you see the boys, Lakes, obviously a, a Lakes boy chop. You see yeah. them making a bit of a run later in the year as they settle under Lynn Shepherd's tutelage. Yeah, I think they will. It's just been a bit a bit um, messy lately with the Ags having to go. And with having such a young squad, probably played on a few of the boys' minds. So there is a lot of young talent there, but they are pretty young still, so I think as the year goes on, they get a bit more comfortable playing first grade footy, they'll string a few together, so Looks like they're finally, I'm still pretty confident with them. Looks like they finally settled on their first choice halves combination with Jack Kelly coming back as well, him and Nash yep. Birch. Had a couple other young guys come through there, uh, I think John Aaron McGrady, and there was someone else whose name escapes me at the moment, playing the halves early in the year, so that, along with Nick Worthington playing really well at fullback, is going to settle, I think, settle their side a little bit. Um, and obviously Central, the other one down the bottom there, Bones, your yeah, old club, mate. Yeah, um, mate. I do love my Central. They've lost half their first grade side to Dudley, so... <laughs> and, and Terry and Sam Collins. Yeah, two massive losses, uh, especially big Bruno. Massive uh, you, yeah. And yeah. a Canadian import, yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, what's, what's the key there? Again, a little bit of a, a reshuffle, Cookie settling back into the sixth jersey, somebody who hasn't played the last couple of years. They're yeah. telling me that Masai is going to steer him to the finals, though. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a very very handy footballer. I think he can play anywhere uh, in the back row, lock, uh, five-eight position. I think, um, uh, especially with Buzz leading the ship, I think uh, maybe in the next few weeks they might sort of hit their stride. I'm hoping. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, they welcome back a couple of players this week, which will be key. Um, they're probably 
as we said, similar sort of situation came in. It's certainly into the fullback role as well. It's his first season. He's done quite well so far. Uh, they've been a bit unsettled. He's a couple of different number nine, so a bit, bit of um, settled yeah, spine might that, help. That nine position's been a bit cursed the past few years. Um, had a few blokes go down with injury. Um, my mate Heath Donahue, uh, probably the shortest first grade debut in history. Um, <laughs> he was on for all time. Yeah, he was he was on for um, oh, both maybe four tackles and he's uh, gotten sent. <laughs> Got sent? Yeah, mate, got sent. <laughs> that, that sounds out of character for you. <laughs> That's a bit like a window angry man syndrome. He's learned from caging. Oh, I think so, mate. I think so. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, certainly plenty of opportunity for both those sides to climb the ladder along with Macquarie, obviously. Um, a similar team, you know, Andy Summer just back, and we'll get on to them in a sec. We'll start with the Saturday game this week, and it starts with the game that everyone loves, and I'm pretty pumped. I'm going up to do the commentary for Bar TV for this one. Curry versus Cessnock. Cessnock side adding in Scott Briggs. Curry still without Jade Porter, but. Um, not too bad when you can call a bloke called Sam Wooden from reserve grade, is it? Yeah, not bad at all. Terrorise me, Hal Junior, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, Curry might, I think Curry might get over him in that game. Uh, that, the half, uh, Jaron Haynes, he's, he's been absolutely killing it. Yeah, last, last two years, he's sort of coming into his own. I'm going to take Sassnock in that. My boy, Bury, Joshy Charles. <laughs> Big, strong centre. I wouldn't like to mark him one-on-one. He's got some real dead-set mongoloid strength, that kid. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm going to have Cessnock as well. The introduction of Scott Briggs added in. It'll be interesting to see. They've listed Paul Carter and Cal Edwards in the half, Scott, on the bench. Um, but they've got plenty of ball-playing options now. Obviously, Cal Edwards is pretty handy. Um, Waitford as well at nine. And then adding Scott Briggs, who we know can turn a game on his own hand. He probably, and I've probably said this before, and I know there's plenty of judges who are better than me that have said the same thing. He's probably one of the most talented footballers you'll have seen who hasn't played NRL. Um, just with his natural ability, Scott. So um, if he can stay disciplined out in that paddock, he can do anything. Yeah, unbelievable. <clears throat> Growing up, him as a kid, he was just ridiculous. Some of the stuff he was doing, playing footy, when we were playing like Lois and Mullen, he, he still stood out above them, but it's a shame. There's plenty of blokes out there that haven't kicked on, but I guess. Yeah, 100%. So, um, you know, I was only looking at uh, a guy from here who was, you know, at one point the next big thing in the outside backs in the back row, Jermaine Ayle, who... Yeah, plenty of people were surprised to kick on. There's a few of them around Newcastle that have come back. Adam Plyzer was probably another one that you know, uh, was in the prime of his career. I mean, probably not at the same you know, absolute skill level as Scott Briggs, but still well and truly could have established himself for another few years in the NRL. And people, for their own reasons, come back. And you know, it's probably to the betterment of Newcastle footy that you've got the likes of you know, Scott Briggs, Jermaine Hale in recent years, and, and Clydesdale as well, and those sorts of guys coming back. So it's great to see. But yeah, I'll go Cessnock here. Even with that back row of Curry, it's pretty impressive. Uh, and uh, Jared Anderson, another one who was down at the Bulldogs last year, and Mitch Cullen is just an absolute—he's a—he's a freak. He is um, in terms of just uh, strength to size ratio. So, be a cracker up there at Curry. The other game on Saturday is Central versus Macquarie. Uh, Central, welcome back in. Josh Allen, Allison, Denzel Ryan in the outside backs, and Don Murphy in the thirteen. Um, a few good additions there, both. Yeah, always back Central to the death, mate. Um, Josh Allison and Denzel uh, be welcome back. Denzel's a very good young player. Plays well above his weight. Um, yeah, I played with him last year and he's just absolutely killed it. So, yeah, he'll go with Central. Is big Ginger, Ginger Ale still playing for him? No, nah, he's not, mate. He's, he's, he's retired. <coughs> I was going to back him just because he beat me to Newland Yuga. First and only bloke to do it. <laughs> well, that's probably his career. Oh, I would have thought. He sent me down the head and in the nerves for the first time in my life. It was pretty embarrassing. But I'll still stick with Sunny, close to home. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to go with Central. I don't think there's going to be much in there, so I think it'll be a pretty physical encounter. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It. It's probably two very different halves pairings in terms of 
uh, Cook and Murray. Uh, Murray very much the conductor, and Cook, you know, he's going to be that ball runner versus Ty and Sumner who can just pull magic out of anywhere. Uh, but yeah, certainly be a good battle up front in the forwards as well. The likes of a keeper up against Abraham. When you want to talk NRL experience. Uh, moving on to Sunday, we have West coming off that first loss of the season. They take on Maitland, uh, Maitland Lock back in Hayden Granger at Lock. Uh, but I think Matty Leandry will have these boys absolutely G'd up, primed up, and I'm going to expect West to put on an absolute show here and probably win this one by 20 plus. Yeah, it's hard not to, to back that. With the talent they got across the park, I reckon they probably got a fair cane in last night if they're doing Tuesdays, but I think they'll bounce back pretty strong. Yeah, I'd say so too. Um, I don't think they'll drop too many more this year, West. So yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that. Yep, I'm going to get So we've obviously all got West there. Next up, we've got uh, your boys' shop, Lakes, hosting South on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be a tough one. South's continuing to um, stick to their guns. Andrew Ryan naming 19, 20, and 21 players every week as opposed to the standard 17. Jason Keelan on an extended bench. So may come back in in the seven for Chris Merlow. Uh, that'll make a big difference to South. Can your boys uh, get the upset of Seagulls? Yeah, I reckon they will. I'm going to back them. I'll be sitting down there on the sideline with some tins on a Sunday. Licking my wounds. Saturday. Licking from my wounds from the night before. But I'll take them down to Carl Oval, mate. I think they do have some talent there. It's just if they can get a good start, they can probably upset most teams. It just probably comes down to that start. With such a young squad. Yeah, I think I'll stick with Lakes too. Well, he just a kilo back. Obviously, he's a very handy player, but. Uh, stick with the Lake Macquarie teams and go Lakes. Yeah, that's going to make three of us. I'm going to go Lakes as well. I'm expecting um, some big things from a couple of young blokes there, especially the Scottish international, Nick Lowy. Yeah, he was a winger when I was playing down there. Now he's killing it in the forwards. Yeah, he's been followed your path, mate, from the outside backs into the forwards. The only difference is I got fat. <laughs> he, he got you, I was going to say, you went down the grades as well. He, <laughs> went, he got big, I just got fat. No, that's all right. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. Lovely. We're trying to... Uh, Recruit KFC for a sponsor for Belmont South next year, <laughs> oh, so she can get a few free feeds. Oh, you better made a boot enough in with the player profile, had <laughs> to get another shot there. They got enough sales from me, they should just be throwing chicken at me. I was going to say, if you get KFC on board, you might pick up a few, um, you, know, you know, a few of the Pacific Islanders and that. I'm only living six houses <laughs> down from there. I've pretty much got a bloody cup and string set up at a drive through. Yeah. <laughs> the police system just a little, little dumb way to do. As soon as they start delivery, I'll still I'll still get a bit of liver. Hey, surely six houses down, you can just chuck one of the young, you know, fourteen year old workers five bucks just to trot it down. Like that. that's the hours wage for them. I'm still driving there. He's waiting for his kids to get old enough so they can walk just down there and get that down. Down. Especially on a Sunday. Especially on a Sunday, you smell them vats heat up. Oh. Michelle doesn't just duck down and grab your son, mate. If she's had a big night, she'll go and get it for me. Yeah, other than that, it's just nah. Then for yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Sometimes it's pretty frosty on a Sunday morning at home. Most I don't know why. It's good to see nothing's changed since we played together at Lakes, mate. <laughs> and that was only, what, 11 years ago? Yeah. Well, I'm getting better with age. Yeah, I like it. Uh, speaking of uh, your Saturdays and your celebrations, we might jump into the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League and, and of course, start with the A-grade competition. Uh, we might start off with the Friday night fixture and Waratah, Wayne Sampson and... Uh, Jason Boney and the boys hosting Dora Creek. Uh, can they end at the run of Dora Creek out there at Waratah, or is it just going to be another victim for the Swampies? I'm probably going to say no, but I think that Waratah will absolutely give it to them up there. And there's a bit of feeling from the last game they played them, and I, I do believe they had a few out last yeah, time. Yeah, Sambo was out. They also didn't have their new signing, C. Matthew Tadell. Yeah. So, uh, 
that's going to be a big addition. And uh, I believe also maybe one of the two bow boys. I think Benny two bow might be pulling on the boots. They work. They'll be a tough game up there on a Friday night. So I do think they'll give it to them. But I think I'm probably just going to take Dora by maybe two or four. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be certainly close. I think Waratahs is going to be so big and physical when you've got. Uh, you know, you've got a guy like who you probably played against in the lower grades, uh, Bones, uh, Alia, Romadzic. He's playing in the centres for him now. Like, and you've got, like, I mean, he can move, he can move, so there's no doubt of that, but he's, he's got to be, what, 5'11 and probably 105 kilos of just pure muscle. When you've got him in the centres, you add in, you know, a couple of Tupos, Mikey Nanai, Chanel Matiatia, Dwayne Sampson, these sorts of blokes, and then you've got uh, Bones and Warren Towers in the halves, like, Yep. Starting to look pretty impressive. Like they've, they've got to start chalking some wins if, if they want to have a crack at this. So, well, I think they'll make a statement here, but I think 100% on the money there, Chop, that uh, Dora Creek <coughs> buy a try or less. Yeah. yeah, I think I might stick with um, side of the family and go with Waratah. I think them being at home, um, I think Jason's been leading around the park very well. Um, Sambo, the swift gun, I think he's, I think he's, due, <laughs> for a, I think he's due for a big game. Um, and as I said, being at Waratah on a Friday night, I think they've would be up for it at some point this year. I think Dora Creek might drop one, um, and I think maybe this week. Oh, mate, if West can be beat, anyone can, I think. So uh, that's it. Hey, can you can you fill me in? Like you're, you're obviously got the family connection. Where did he learn? Where did he learn to teleport? Like he literally like he goes at a bloke, and then he's all of a sudden he's five meters to the right. Of I think you're line. talking to the wrong bloke, mate. I've, I've, my days are over, man. Zippy, I think he's. <laughs> no, so I'm not, not talking about you. I'm talking about him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He just he just, he just teleports. I don't know how he does it. Like, yeah, no, he's very. I hate to be defending against him. There's a go chop out there, just. Oh, mate, I just tell the defenders around me to tighten up. <laughs> so when I miss, they tackle. Yeah, it looks like or he beats them on the outside, so it's like, yeah, <laughs> good coaching. I'm spending a lot of time on the sidelines these days, mate. Well, mate, someone's got to monitor that clipboard, so. Next up, we've got uh, one of your local rivals, Dudley, hosting Fingal Bay. Fingal Bay coming off, it was probably a bit of a surprise. I know they had a couple of blokes here, but um, uh, speaking of Bowell, they were pretty disappointed to drop that game to Cardiff, and uh, I know I've spoken to you and a couple of the others, the Windale boys as well, and, that race for you know um, second through to through to fourth is going to be so tight. It could come down to four and against a one win. That could be costly for Fingal. So they're going to be smarting and they'll be raring to go against Dudley. I was actually working with their lock just after it, the week after it, and he didn't really say too much about them having too much out. Um, he just said that yeah, they weren't that good that they didn't really turn up. But um, I think that they will probably get a bit of a kick out the ass off that game. But I think Dudley. At Dudley, it's probably a tough ass. I, I can't see Dudley coming out and starting as bad as they did at Fingal yeah. after the first round. So Dudley I think Dudley, Dudley will definitely time. turn up with this game, raring the go, and I think um, it might be a hard one for him to get. I'm going to back Dudley. I'll probably back Dudley by probably 12 too. Yeah, I'm going to go Dudley as well to win this one. Uh, I think it'll be close, a little bit closer than you do, but yeah, look, their forward pack's really starting to gel. Look at their other guys in the outside backs. Like Tommy Morton's just an absolute fire, so... Um, yeah, I'll go Dudley maybe by four to eight. Yeah, I think Fingal are a very, very handy side. The, the seven, uh, Waitoa. Yeah, yeah, he's a, with, so. yeah, he's, he's a very good footballer. He absolutely tore us to shreds when we went up there. Um, but I'm, I'm going to tip Dudley. Uh, I don't think they tra- they will travel very well this year, Fingal. I mean, I know we didn't travel very well up there. It is a long trip to make to come play football for 80 minutes. So yeah, um, yeah I'm going to stick with Dudley. Certainly an interesting one, isn't it now? Especially, well, even a little bit less so now with the, the regrade that we'll get onto in a minute. But it became seven teams in, in a tiny little patch, and then Fingal Bay. 
might say it was the one big road yeah. trip that you've really got to, you know, and it depends on your mindset. If you, I mean, you can approach it as a road trip, road trip, and if your mind's on a footy, then they'll absolutely tear you to shreds. And I think, you know, when, and Terry Collins had said this to me, like, you know, that's exactly what Dudley did. They got up there, their mind wasn't necessarily on footy. Not to say that it wasn't on the aftermath, but it just wasn't it. Like, if you're not 100% on footy when you turn up at Finger Bay, they'll do an absolute job on you because they like that patch of turf. They've got it, they get a good crowd behind them there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just. It's tough, tough to get up there. They are, they are a good team, but we turned up. We probably wasn't that switched on for the game, but take nothing away from them. They, they turned up. They played good footy that day. They just rolled us through the middle. And yep. They did all the little things right, and sort of in the first 15 minutes, it was a bit hard to reel them back. So, like you said, that uh, Evander Vitoa, he just leads them around well, yep. and they've got a pretty um, aggressive forward pack that just did. Yeah, I was going to say, right. one of the big things, a lot of what is made, and you know, I've certainly done that of. You know, how good Evander's playing, and also Jake Redman, who's their six. Um, but that doesn't work, and, and you can probably testify to this bones and a half. If, if your four-pack's not going anywhere, they've got such a depth in their four-pack too. Like, see, quite often, I think you and I have talked about it before, Chop, in regards to them, that in the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, certainly in years gone past, you have a team that have one or two, maybe they might have one good bench front row or back row that come on and stiffen up the middle, you know, they might play in the middle for a bit. But they've, just, they've got such depth in that pack um, but there's not that there's not very much of a difference between the guys that come on, so they're just rotating through. So there's no rest, so they're on the front foot a lot of the time if you let them have it. And so their halves are playing with that, which you know, Evander you know, has the ability that he can play even when he's getting caught flat. But if he's on the front foot all the time, it makes his job very yeah. easy. And make, yeah, you know. we found it when we played up there. They they stood very deep, um, and that like that come off the back of their forwards laying a good platform. Um, as you said, that that Bow Earl and a few other blokes are like very very tough to handle. Um, and just gave them too much room to just rip us apart with, as Chop said, like taking nothing away from them. Um, but no, nothing away from them. They, they deserve to win that game. And yeah. I think that they will, they will be there at the end of the year. And, uh, it certainly will be tough to beat. Yeah, they certainly will. And as I said, hopefully for their sake, it's uh, not so much a rue that miss against Cardiff. Uh, next up, we might, speaking of Cardiff, jump to Cardiff versus your boys, Belmont South, uh, Saturday at 3.30. I probably don't need to ask for tips on this one, but um, Cardiff, certainly you'll be um, a bit wary of them after that win. They've recruited Absolutely, a couple. Mate. Obviously, one, one man by the name of Mr. Jennison uh, yep. will be a good addition. They've got uh, Sabo as well, adding some experience there and a few others. So We've spoke about it for a couple of weeks, this game being a, a big danger game, especially like with the uh, Finger Bay and Dudley game coming up. And then Jenna, uh, Bubba and um, Daz Gordon coming back. Just adds a little bit of experience around the rug, which... Sometimes that's all you need in this comp, just a bit of an old head around the middle to steer the ship. And then you've got um, Freddie Campbell, is it? Yeah. Playing off the back of that. Like, uh, if you give him ready. a bit of space, it's, yeah, we talk, we talk about um, Jason being out of teleport. There's a play that just, oh, uh, he's he, he, he can kick the ball and it can be five metres to his left and he keeps running on the angle he is and reels it in with his other hand and all of a sudden, I think, he did, I think he did that late against you guys last yeah. time he played. When he's on, there's, there's nothing you can do to stop him. Like, you, can't, you can't tell your fullback to push up and they kick deep, so... We have been very wary of it. Um, we're not going there expecting an easy game at all, especially at Cardiff. Like, it never is an easy game at Cardiff. Especially the fact they've got the double header there, so they've got a good crowd here yeah. and the crowd there, you know, and it's got that amphitheatre feel to it. Well, Jenna has played footy of us too, so Jenna will be, he'll be right up, up for this game and he'll be well and truly fired up. Every time I've played with Jenna and against Jenna, I'd, um, I know to cover up from the shoulders up as we go into the tackle. So yeah, neither of the Jenison boys have been known for um, tackling around the knees, that's for sure. No, you love it when they're on your team. Yeah, no. mate, they're great. Um, they're still all me mates. I'll have a beer with them after the game, but 
I'm sure they're going to be up for the game. It's going to be very physical. It'll be a lot different to our first two meetings that we have with them. Yeah, I think from here you can't take uh, too many te- or every, every team lightly. Um, I think, as you said, they will be tough over there with the likes of Jano and uh, Bubba and uh, Jay Savin and Gordon back. Um, but I, I, I think we're yet to put put together a full 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping we do that this weekend and get over the top of them. Yeah. A couple of length of field tries at Jay Briggs every night. Maybe we had the week off. Uh, <coughs> we were in train and they reckoned Briggs was caught in town doing beach sprints. So, <laughs> in, in between, it would have been in between just some karaoke and country music sing alongs, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, you can sing. Voice Mary of an Angel. When's he releasing an album? Oh, it's going to be fire when it drops, that's all I know. Get him on a show model. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, yeah, all going Belmont here. The final one, and this one's. Uh, this is going to open a can of worms. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. It's opened a can of worms on the page already. Windmill versus Woodbury. Woodbury back in A grade um, after probably a bit of a check it run in B grade. I mean, they just certainly didn't win all their games, but uh, without letting it, you know, divulging too much, I guess there's some other concerns around it and around the manner about, I guess, the way they might have added players later after regrading and some of the results and those sorts of things. And it's still under appeal, so we can't get too much of an official statement from the powers that be, but as I understand it, it was flagged. There was a number of clubs that appealed for regrades after the round four period, um, and those were essentially addressed leading into this being the break weekend just gone. Uh, the only one that was upheld by an independent committee, which, as I understand it, comprised someone from Group 21, someone from Maitland School Boys, and someone from Newcastle Junior League. Um, so people all removed from Newcastle and Hunter. What's the decision to bring Woodbury back up. Uh, whether that was all on results, I'd be surprised. It, it appears, looking at the scores, there had to be something more to it. What the detailing of that is, is anyone's guess. Uh, hearing Woodbury's engaged solicitors and they're appealing to Country Rugby League and they believe they might have some evidence of um, how this went down and not being completely transparent. So I guess we'll watch this space, but I guess what are your thoughts, Chop, as a coach in A-grade? Um, you've seen both these sides. Well, yeah, I, just find it, 20 minutes, but. I don't know if I just find it really... Awkward, weird that I do regrades twice in a year just to drop a team and put them back up. And then again, they were going to put East Maitland up at the start and drop Cardiff, and like, that would have been the same sort of situation. But um, we played uni, and I, did, I didn't think they were that bad of a team. Like, they did hold their own. If a couple of things had gone their way in that game at the start of the game, it could have been anything. Yeah. And then when we played Woodbury, Woodbury, they obviously weren't too interested in playing A grade at that time, coming from some of the players' mouths. So I'm not too sure. I haven't really paid too much attention to them since they went down on the quality of players that they ended up getting. They've won, they've won two games comfortably. They did lose to Shortland, who also went down from A grade, um, I believe, by two points. So, um, yeah, certainly some attention probably to those wins. But as I said, like looking at those results, you said university, like they were in the arm wrestle with you. With 10 to go, they were level with Waratah. Uh, I think they... Might have got blown away by Dudley, but outside of like two out of three, they've been in the arm wrestle. Um, so I'm not too sure. There's got to be more to it. You know, obviously there's there are some claims from people on the outer, not necessarily directly involved in the club at Woodbury, that it's you know, due to the fact that the university have a member on the board. And if that's the case, then I'd say, well, what window is the same? So why didn't window get sent yeah. down? You know, so um, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, it'd be interesting to see what, what goes on from here. It probably, you know, it would suck. For both teams, like Woodbury coming back up after getting on a bit of a roll, but he's got to play the card you're being dealt. Like if, if that was me in that situation coaching the boys, you'd just say, look, this is where we are. 
we'll just take on the chin, we'll play footy, we'll be competitive and see how we go from here. They're not by all means out of semi-finals. Well, that is, I, think, I think with the points, they, because they bring those four points yeah. to back up with them, so I think they sit fifth now. Like. It only takes a couple of wins, you know, a couple of teams get injured too, the key players, and then anything can sort of happen from this point on, and June 30 is coming up, so you still got that week or two to... Still, still sign some players in the next uh, what we got, 18 days, not three weeks, so... This compound starts after June 30, mate, you've got to wait and see till once you, that you, June 30 you, period is over. the bag about what's happening in Belmont South. Yeah, I'll keep that Bones, one. Bones, Bones, you're going to have a mate. job in July, or? Oh, I'm not too sure, mate. You'll have to ask me, your coach here. But, um, Still yeah, your he now. Yeah, he hasn't given off too you much. Might, you, you might be in the front row, but he has been a bit cold uh, as of late. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure. Hey, that's because yeah. that's because his cup and string line's been busy with the KFC. <laughs> Bring back hot and spicy, you dogs. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll wait and see after June 30 if we're still at a job. Yeah, so it'll certainly be interesting as you say though, you know, there's plenty of names to still come out of the works um, and you know, I'm sure I would be surprised if the majority of the eight sides in A grade don't at least add another name, whether they're guys that are already signed but that the public might not know about that are um, ready to pull on the boots, I'd be surprised if we don't see some more um, decent named players and I know a couple of sides I've spoken to sort of off the record have said that, um, indicated they've got some decent players to come in, so looking forward to that but um, back to this game, obviously Window, another one of those sides that got brought up, and they've, you know they've probably punched up their weight a little bit considering the injuries they've had. Um, your little mate, the jockey that you talked about before, Heath Donner here, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's out injured. Still managed to steal his uh, fellow halfbacks van during the week, I see. Poor mate, Gary. Well, it was only found um, two streets away from where Heath actually lives in Gateshead, so yeah, it's, and, a, it's a bit shady. And there. Someone said that the seat hadn't been moved from Matty Garrick's setting, so it had to either be Heath or Steve Cage. Well, one of the was home over the weekend too. So. Yeah, I'm actually I'm a little bit fishy on that too because I've, I've heard the uh, the van is actually a manual and before little mate Heath he's got a got a bust of beer. I thought you were going to say you can't drive a manual. Nothing wrong with that. The great Matty Johns admitted on his podcast that so you can't drive a manual, so you know you can get things done still. I'm going to get an auto then. Yeah. <laughs> get out get out of New Zealand have a party with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what Woodbury do here. Hopefully they take the high ground and um, under, uh, under Forest come down, as you said, you know, okay, okay, we've got these four points, let's carry them in, let's just deal with it until the appeal's done and dusted, because I can't imagine that's going to be resolved by the weekend. No. Um, Window will be up for it, but geez. It, Is it at Woodbury or Window? It's at Window, so if, it, if Woodbury do come, do come down and do turn up to play here with, with the side they've got, with some of the guys, they've added Chase Pan back, Michael Dent, who's played first grade at Maitland, and it's Noel Dent, a couple other like, fringe sort of players. Like, they've got some handy players that they're probably still going to be, you know, toughing it out, but they haven't been dealt Dora Creek round for like, the first week back. So, yeah. you know, like they've got a game they get they get their teeth into and they can actually use it to make a statement. I think I'm still taking Window, even if it was Woodbury before. Window had a, a little pack with us on the weekend and we had a pretty physical pack and they didn't take a backward step. So I know Woodbury's got a big pack and they're probably going to be pretty physical, but I don't think they're going to get that intimidation over Window. And uh, Window just seemed to, no matter what year I've played them or even the year I've played with them, they just get in, in a dogfight of any team and just make you play their sort of footy. Yeah. So I'll be taking Window there. I think yeah. they're going to travel a lot of the top teams still, Window. I just. I know they've got a, a few key injuries might they're, they're, hurt their run. They're still, they're still saying, and you know, they're exactly what we talked about, what Woodbury should be doing. They're still talking about how they disrupt a couple of these teams and sneak into fifth place, and then she's a whole new ball game. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and now, now they've got the prop slash winger Scott Salter on ball, mate. Anything could happen. <laughs> Scotty, I think he lasted one run against us and faked an injury. 
Normally just, just lawyers out the wing, doesn't he? He spent the Saturday before down here with me all night telling me he was going to smash me. Good chat for the return. Is there a return fixture still to come? I think there is, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I'll, I'll oh, boys day. I'm sure Scotty will be trying to fix me up that one now that I've got him on here. But yeah. 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 Look, I, I think uh, Woodbury will be, um, will be competitive in that game. Um, a few big blokes will be very handy against that small window pack. But as Job said, uh, we played them played here a few weeks ago. And, I don't, I don't think the scoreline reflected on <coughs> scoreline reflected on how tough it actually was. Uh, they yeah. stuck it to us for about twenty odd minutes there. Like Steve has got them very well drilled. Yeah. Um, I think just too much drop ball. It was hammering down rain and um, sort of punished them in the end. And like we we did help hold onto the ball uh, very well and completed sets. So I think that's sort of what got us over over the line in the end. Um, so I'm going to tip Windale here. We've got those ties there from the other year, um, yeah. and they'll be they'll be tough at home. There's always a it's always tough to go there. Absolutely. Cop a cop a hide from that crowd. And Scott, oh, yeah, Scott, 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 Tell you what, when, when you're the home, when you're a home player, there, how good is it? Oh, it's great. There's nothing better, yeah, mate. I just watch. Well, you can physically see the other team how uncomfortable they are with, <laughs> and mate, some really inventive, imaginative things that people come out with in the crowd, and most of them probably are Scooter. Um, I think, I think, yeah, he's, 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 he's good on the mouse, Scooter. He's, he's come up with a few. Um, certainly good uh, playing there and not being on the receiving end of, yeah. of, a, of a barrage. Um, unfortunately, I've never had to play as the away <laughs> side there, so that's probably good for me. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Windale as well, um, and yeah, as you said, they're small pack, probably the epitome of that is what, what the bloke by the name of Josh Brett, like, yeah. he's yeah. probably the smallest bloke going around that repeatedly turns up as a front rower slash middle forward, and, mate, gives nothing away, like, he could have, you know, an absolute monster run at him, and just, mate, he was, you know, him, him versus Chad Irvine in the grand final last year, like, he's given away probably 50 kilos to Chad Irvine, both of them 80-minute players, and they just went toe-to-toe, kept running at each other, it was an absolute yeah. phenomenal battle, so... I, um, all three of us have pulled on the kit there, so we'll have to go with the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll jump into B grade. We'll fire through these ones just with some quick tips. Malabula hosting Morpeth at the, uh, up at the uh, Malabula Sports Ground at the Metro Passage there. I've got a few, uh, few mates that play for Morpeth. Um, obviously very, very handy players. Um, they, they have been going pretty well from what I've been seeing. So. Yeah, barring there, I think they're big loss to um, Woodbury. Uh, they've been riding it. They beat Glendale last week, you know, two weeks ago, 30-24. to 24. And, um, yeah, they're, they're sitting up there. They, they, they dropped top spot on the ladder. I'm uh, oh, sorry, they're, they're equal now, sorry, top spot on the ladder. Malibu have dropped that. They've gone back-to-back losses. Um, so this one's certainly pretty crucial. Uh, the winner has a prime, yeah, prime well, crack at top it would spot. It would be tough to go up to Malibu, but I think I'll uh, stick strong with Morpeth. I think they'll, they will be, get over and buy maybe eight. Yeah, I haven't been paying too much attention to the... That comp, so I'll stick with Bones on that. And I knew that Malibu and Morpeth were both going good, but I didn't realise West Falls. They didn't snuck up there either, so. They certainly had a hell of a tough one, as we'll get to in a second. Yeah, I'm going to go Morpeth as well, mate. Um, unabashed man <coughs> of the uh, great man that is Alfred Bailboat, so. He's oh. an absolute weapon. He's playing for him. Uh, him and uh, some of his brothers that are playing out there. They're going quite well. Um, next up, as we talked about, uh, University. They host West Wall's End in their return to B grade. So this will be a real test for West Wall's End. Interesting to see young Daniel Melmoth come out and bag uni and Woodbury and tell them that they should just both um, go and find their own grades and that they were going to bash them up. So he's made a statement. He's made a statement. 
He's not shy of a few words, old Dan. So um, but they've been impressive side. Westfall's energy said they've sort of snuck under the radar a little bit. Had a draw earlier in the year with Morpeth, but they've gone on a bit of a run in recent weeks. So this one will be a, um, a good clash. Westfall's then pretty strong in the forwards. Um, a bunch of young forwards. They've also got Jack Begley in the halves. And, of course, the, uh, the senior citizen assassin, Jamie Watts, still wandering around in the back of their pack. So... Uh, you talked about Jano before, not tapping below the shoulders. There's a bloke that loves going above the shoulders. I think I played against him a few years. Uh, he was running around at the scorps, uh, yeah, and he was always like just a tough old bastard. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, think I might uh, sit with West Walls in there. You still got that big front rower, Kai Yonke. Yeah, yeah. Kai's still running around. That's what it means. They got Kai. They got Dan Melman, who's <clears> in the Newcastle and Hunter side. Jack Begley in the halves and Jamie Watts. So they've got some good yeah. forwards. Probably a little bit lighter on their depth rotation, which is probably why they're a B-grade side versus an A-grade side. Um, but, yeah. I was um, playing A-grade a few years ago, and that, that big front row killed him. He had a massive motor. I couldn't believe how many minutes he got he, through. He's just sad, like, you look at him and you go, we'll just wear him out after sort of, you know, 10, 15 minutes. He just keeps all. going. Kai, he hasn't yeah. changed shape. Um, he's a heart and soul. Him and his... Him and his is um, it at Westie? No, it's, um, at, it's, at, it's at the university, so... Um, you get some good sledging over at Westwall's end. Some of the best. Some of the best Daniel, I've Daniel Norman might be a bit lost getting to the university. Both of them might not be there. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to go university here. Um, old sexy eyes himself, Jared Rodman, will lead them to a win. Smoky eyes. It could be a bit of an egg in the face of the league if uni come out and well, win this one pretty comfortably. So I might go with uni just to stir the pot a bit. Yeah, I like it. Uh, next up, uh, probably the surprise packets for mine. Uh, they snuck their way up from D grade over the last couple of years. Glendale, they host Shortland. Um, Shortland, uh, Baker steering them around there in the halves. Uh, Elder brother of Corey. Yeah, the, 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 better, the, better, yeah, the better Baker. <laughs> Certainly got a smaller schnoz, that's for sure. Oh, I don't well, think I was going to say, if it's the same size, surely the old girl only want to have one. <laughs> Buff, Buff's the older one, mate, so yeah. yeah I was going to say, if it's the same Corey. size as Corey's, and he's the oldest one, she would have only had one. <laughs> yeah, I need two shark fins coming out. Uh, oh dear. Um, so yeah, so look, this is an interesting one at Glendale. Uh, certainly going to be a good clash between the Devils and the Gorillas. I'm going to go uh, Glendale, led by Jamie Forbes, to get it done. Yeah, I think I might um, go with Shorty. I think Corey yeah. Baker would sniff an upset, so I think I might, um, <laughs> might go with them. I'll be sticking with Shorty. I used to work out the pit of a couple of the boys out there, so I still keep in chat with little Timmy Wilson, even though he's done his knee now, and Brendan Baldock, I get a bit of banner with him on the, on the yeah, face. I saw, face. I saw he was the first one to comment when I asked if anyone had any questions. Mate. Well, what was, funny, the, what actually, was he asking about? Any stories about Mate Wilson? It was funny, because that actually, that Yuka story, when Ginge sent us to nude, beat us to nil, that was, that was with me little mate Luke Wilson, so... There you go, hold on, you big jerk. <laughs> you got your Wilso story, mate. Yeah, I like it. Next up, uh, Katara. They take on East Mainland again. What the Carter found, this is a double header. Saturday at 4 o'clock, the uh, B-grade fixture. Um, you know, I've been picked up, I mentioned the other week, that a uh, former Lakes player, Lee Abel, was out at uh, Katara, and they've clarified that Lee Abel is not out there anymore. So um, he is obviously filling his time elsewhere. I don't know what Lee's up to. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. I thought yeah, I, I thought he Boo. was out there. I knew he was out there last year. Nah, him and Boo were out there last year, apparently, but not anymore. So. I wasn't too um, aware of who Katara actually kept out of that team. But Might have to try and get Lee and Boo on the, on the show. I'm sure they'd be entertaining. I seen a bit of banner on that chat the other day with them, so it yeah. sounds like it could be a bit of an entertaining show with the uh, regrading 
thread. I got a good laugh out of that regrade thread the other day. Mm. Mind you, it was a long weekend, so it started on Friday at the pub, so... It was a long weekend. Yeah, we got some, um, got some good laughs out of the crazy chat. Then we get right involved in it. Um, so yeah, the Bears hosting the Griffins, um, East Maitland. It is 7th versus 8th this time, the battle for the Spoon at the moment. Uh, East Maitland sitting just in front um, of uh, Katara, so uh, be interesting to see how the Bears go here up against them. The Bears have been very hot and cold. I think they've got a lot of guys uh, that sort of work, mine work and stuff and miss weekends. Uh, I know Mitch Wilson's uh, quite often away and a couple of their other bench forwards. So one week they'll turn up and be right in the arm wrestle. The next week they won't. So toss your coin as to which week it is. Well, if they were talking about East Maitland coming to A grade, then I'm going to take East Maitland. I think I might go with Katara um, just on the basis that it's close to Charlestown and it's <laughs> working so yeah, it's and, they're at, and they're at home so yeah I'm going to go the Bears as well hopefully it's the week they've got all, the, all their guns in and um, saw Mitch Wilson uh, on some sort of uh, rescue challenge thing as a team captain the other week so hopefully you can rescue Katara's season for the win here <laughs> uh, next up we jump into the C grade and Friday night 7 o'clock Curry Sports Ground Abermain versus Budgie Boy now I don't know about this I don't know how do you get from Budgie Boy to after Curry by seven o'clock on Friday, or by six six o'clock in time kickoff. I think if you leave by two p.m. Leave on Wednesday. Yeah. Leave it now. <laughs> Simple mathematics. <laughs> Quick math. Yeah, it's tough for both to work in working nine to five. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why all these teams coming up from that far. Like, remember when your minor played A grade the other year? I thought I was at Swansea. We played in the first game. I just laughed at the scrum. The Jersey boys went over the bus because we had T guard in the comp too. You mind the tea out, it's got to be nearly three hours, wouldn't we'll, it? We'll, we'll get to that in a second because there's a big road trip coming up this weekend. But um, Abermain Budgie Boy is not the worst of it. So yeah. uh, I, I'm going to go. Look, Budgie Boy have certainly improved. They've apparently recruited a few players from the Warwick Creek and won't get too much game time. So I'm going to go Budgie Boy, the improved side, up against Abermain there at Curry to uh, get it done. Uh, maybe they'll start with 11, but they'll finish yeah. in a whirlwind. Yeah, You'd have to think uh, Abermain, um, I think they're, they're the long trip. Um, I don't think any side in this comp travels very well, so... It is a big leg up. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that, mate. All right, next one. Speaking of road trips, uh, I'll just put into Google Maps. <coughs> Tall Timbers are at Arimba, post Gloucester. Saturday yes, at 3 o'clock. It's 2 hours and 23 minutes. So that's, that's in a car, so if you've got a bus, let's yeah. call it three, 3 hours round, probably 5 on the way back with these stops. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, probably longer when you stop at the pubs too. Yeah. So many pubs on the F3, unfortunately. Oh, Take the scenic route back along, back along the beach. Yeah, there'll be a lot of pit stops then, a lot of beers going down. Probably be a pretty good trip, actually. Especially yeah. if you win. Oh, it's terrible it's, trip it's, if you lose. Oh, mate, this will, this will be an absolute crack. Two of the form teams in the C-Grade competition, Gloucester, um, they're always always a strong side. They've added Steve Forrest uh, to all timbers with the Trenbath boys. Uh, and the boys at uh, see Sambo obviously has some connections to them and knows a few of them. So He knows a few people, though. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> He sent me a player profile the other day. I think he's had more clubs than everyone else combined. <laughs> he wouldn't beat Robbie Payne yet. He's still looking for more too, isn't he, Robbie? Robbie, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'll put that out there. If anyone wants to would like a uh, Robbie Payne for a cameo appearance, Tall Timbers, auction, auction yeah. Off. Tall Timbers, absolutely. You get yeah. there, Robbie. Wanji might take him. Wanji might take him. They're a bit short on numbers out in the D grade. I don't reckon anyone would take Robbie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Shepard did the other week. Yeah, I don't think he had a choice. We all stopped. Portability with him. You stop. Oh, so there's no portability now. We didn't stop. It was just. Yeah, it's probably not a smart option coming at the end of the year to be playing two games a week. 
Yeah, fair enough. Although, yeah, it's obviously something that's going on. Because I saw um, one of the Abbasson boys pull on the boots, and there were a couple of them uh, for Maitland. Luke Nurse is uh, recruiting some some names from far and wide, the likes of McAkers and Co. Just jumping in for games where they can, and obviously Blake's have done the same to fill a few boots with. Uh, yeah, P, PJ playing with his young fellow the other week, which was great to see. Didn't look his age, I'll tell you what, he, he had a blinder. How long would it have been since he's pulled on the boots a legitimate game? He wasn't playing at Blake's when I got there in '05, I don't think. So, yeah. So he probably says in say, yeah, that's not, that's 14, 15 years. I'm not too sure exactly what year PJ retired. But I was going to say, because I don't, I don't think he even played in those two premiership sides leading into that. So maybe 2002. No, he wasn't in 06. So, so, yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he might have retired after they won one, or maybe he had one more year. So yeah, so 17, 18 years. Yeah, pulls the boots on. It doesn't look like and looks, looks better than any of us probably, or maybe my bones. But you know, I don't know how his body felt the next week, but <clears> that day he was unreal. Yeah, loving it. So that's great to see. Um, so Tall Timbers Gloucester. I'm going to go. As you said, that road trip is just ridiculous. Um, they'll be leaving 9 a.m. on Saturday morning for a three o'clock kickoff. It's a long day. You get home at 10 o'clock at night. So I'm going to go Tall Timbers. Yeah, I think it is a long travel, and it, sometimes it just does. It can really mess you up in these comps. Just too much shit talking and thinking about after the game and the bus ride home. And mate, yeah, you have a look at the makeup of this comp, mate. There's Abermain, Budgeoy, Tall Timbers, Gloucester, Aberglass, and Raymond Terrace. Saw to uh, put Roach the other day. They had three games back to back. They had Morris at one Friday night. The next Saturday they were at Tall Timbers, and last week they were at Budgeoy. Yeah, yeah, that for three road trips in a row. Get a helicopter. Well, he, he was just going to camp at Morris, and he told me one week he could just slowly make his way down. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm going to go Tall Timbers at home here. Yeah, I'll take him. I might go Gloucester. I just would want the boys to have a nice bus trip home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Steve Forrest and break David Burns' 52 camp record on the way home. He'll give it a red up crack, mate. He's a big unit. So uh, next up, we've got Aberglass and Ants hosting the Morrisette Bulls at five o'clock on a Saturday. A bit of a twilight game. Something a little bit different up there at uh, McKeechee's, the Ants Nest. Uh, Aberglasson, before they uh, dropped the game to Tall Timbers last week, were really, uh, sorry, to Gloucester last week up at Gloucester, were looking like they were going to put some space on the competition. Um, Morrisette, not that far behind, but have had some issues with completion and discipline. So I'm going to go to Ants at home to beat the Bulls. Yeah, I'll take the country team on a twilight game, mate. Yeah, I think we'll go with the, the Ants as well, mate. Three from three. Next up, an interesting one Raymond Terrace. Uh, they got their second win of the season last week when uh, they knocked off uh, Budgeoy. They take on Walls and Maryland. Uh, Walls and Maryland, uh, a bit of a shadow of the team they were a couple of years ago. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think they were hit pretty hard when all those players left Shortland and Jaden Tung and a few of the boys all headed over to get Shortland back off the ground. So, look, doing, doing good things out there. They've got some handy players uh, still going around, but probably just a bit of a depth yeah. issue, so it's going to be an interesting one. The old stage is Lowy versus Book Roach. One of the Maryland players actually works for me, so <laughs> it's pretty hard to go against Maryland, but stuff you, Tommy. <laughs> I'm going to back in. I'm going to back in. Book Roach to just steamroll it around like he's done to me every year I played him. I've never been so happy when he wasn't in our grade this year. Bruce so. has got some funny photos of me on my back doing backflips, I'll tell you that much. He, he, he made me look silly when um, I was doing a competition the other way get at Morrisette. He literally got the ball by like, just standing there flat next to the bike that took a tap from about eight metres out from the line and just shrugged his way through three blokes and put it down. I was, I was just like, oh, he's caught that flat foot and he's not going anywhere. And then next thing he's just... And, he, and he's, he's, he told me he's 42, but I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Everyone keeps yelling at me, go low, and I thought, I'll fucking get him one day. And I'm about 12 and none, so... Yeah. You give him another few years to age up a bit more, soften up, mate. Yeah, yeah well, I'm not going to give up. 
<laughs> on the bright side, he's young fellas playing on the wing, mate. So, you know, maybe next year you can yeah, get one over him. You're probably steaming on me too. Everyone makes a bit of a habit about it, so... Yeah, I'm going to get a terrorist to go back-to-back back here um, and just to stir um, Flano and uh, Lowy up, who should be on our show next week. So, yeah, hey, all those Maryland faithful, those, all those people that always have the insights from the hill, if you've got any questions, uh, feel right. free to shoot them through for Lowy. Like, hey, how do you play 450 games of uh, Newcastle Hunter Rugby League? I think he's up to so. Some A-grade heckling on that hill at the Grange. I think I might go Walls and Maryland. I've got a mate that plays over there, Ryan Gunning, if you're listening. Well, I'm tipping you to get up, mate, so... Don't, don't, let, yeah, don't let me down, mate. Yeah, Tommy probably won't turn up to work if they lose now, so... <laughs> yeah, I was doing do as a bikes and just wanted to go for a social if we played on a Sunday on oh, my hand. Oh, I think I busted my hand, I can't come to work on a Sunday night. He can't, or he can't pull it on me because I do the same shit every weekend. Yeah, lovely. We'll jump into the D-grade north. Um, two more grades to go, we'll wrap this up. Dungog host Hinton Dungog coming off a uh, bit of a mauling at the hands of the Faro Cobras. Uh, how's Paris? How's Blake Birch playing D grade? I say it every week. It's... Yeah, I, I didn't know too much about him. I was saying heaps of people writing that he was playing D grade. Is it Nash's brother or something from Lakes? I don't, I don't know. He could be, yeah, I'm not sure. But Blake was like up there with Rob Lamb for the next big thing coming out of Maitland at one point. So Jesus. they're both playing about the same level now North Sydney Bears, Paris and Cobras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Blake's probably getting paid more. That would take him to just <laughs> tear up the pieces then, wouldn't you? Him and Trent Papa. Yeah, that, yeah he'd be uh, hard pushed. But the uh, old stager from the show, Shane Tapper, he's on it. He, he, he moved to Hinton from Aberglass and he scored three games, three tries. So if he keeps that up, anything's possible. Not bad for, yeah, not bad for a 66 year old prop. Yeah, well, keep hanging in there, old fella. Someone makes Brooke Roach feel young. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Dungog as well. Yeah, I think I might go Dungog as well, mate. I'm there at Bennett Park on a Saturday. Next one up, Stroud, Raiders, host Maitland United. Speaking of uh, old boys, uh, Simon Chappell at Hooker is still killing it. Maitland United, uh, they've been very up and down. I'm going to go the Raiders up there at Stroud Showground to get the job done in this battle of fourth and fifth. Yeah, I'd love to go with you. I, I, I really don't have stuff all about that comp, but yeah, I guess them sort of uh, country games at home, they all get up for them, so... Yeah, I might go against the grain and go Maitland. Two points out of them on the comp, so I think I'll be able to stick They tend to be. Up, up, up in the valley, once you get up there, it's uh, the focus of the whole town for the weekend. They get them all down there, and uh, yeah. yeah, certainly a good turnout. Next up, uh, two Sunday games. So, Karua uh, hosting uh, Clarence Town. Uh, you'd be a brave man to back Karua here. Yeah, no. Nah. I've just looked at the table, and I'm going to go with Clarence Town, I think. <laughs> What's given it away? The uh, 13 points separated them. Uh, just jumped out at me, mate. Yeah. Just jumped out at you. Just, 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 just came to you. Yeah, no, I only had Clarence. This could be a cricket score. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully for Crew's sake, they can put up the old fight. And next up, uh, the final one is six plays, seven, T-Gardens hosting Patterson River. I think this is just going to exacerbate the gap there between six and seven. And uh, I'm going to go Patterson to win this one by a few tries up at uh, Hawksnest. Make that two. Yeah, I'll go with that. Beautiful. We'll wrap it up with the D-grade South. Uh, we'll start with the game, Waterfowl Warfare. I understand this is the Bar TV game, top of the table, Hamilton Ducks versus the Swansea Swans with the after-party at the Kent, irrespective of the result, I'm told. So, mate, uh, you'd be disappointed playing Saturday, boys. Jeez, this would be a nice little night out there, Mont- then onto the pub. I think we yeah. still may meet them. I've heard it's a good night there <laughs> at the Kent. I've been there a few times myself, so I've got to rub the rub brush it. Brush I do it have to rub the <laughs> 
I'm a Swansea boy, mate. Grew up, played all my juniors there for seven years and coached out there through juniors and whatnot. So there's no way I would go against the Swans, mate. I'd be tipping them for sure. Matty Cogan's got them, got them going pretty good. It's a bit of a shaky start this year, from what I'm told, whether they were going to get the numbers or not. But they seem to pick up a few pretty handy players. And, and Matt Gilbert. I don't know if that was the turning point or not. I think they've been like trying to push Matty out of the club for a while, just in the locker. Committee role. Well, he's, committee good one, role. he's good one to have around, yeah. I'll get him in the committee by all means, but... I, I did hear a whisper they tried to convince him to stop playing in Paul Gosper to take his spot on the playing pack. Yeah, it was probably... <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's, a good, he's a good man, Gilbo, but... Um, I'll yeah. take the Swans for sure, mate. They, they seem to be flying of late, so... Be good to see the boys I, get I, up. And I think this is going to be a cracker. I'm sure you boys will be tuning in on Bar TV sitting at home, having a nice healthy dinner and behaving yourself the night before. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Standard prep for you on a Friday night. Uh, but yeah, tune into it on Bar TV. If you can get down to Vermont, it'll be an absolute cracker. I'm going to go this. I'm going to go Swansea to win this one. I reckon it'll be a high score. It could be like 36-28. Uh, next up, Cardiff and Budgeoy. This will be the uh, curtain raiser to you boys hitting Cardiff over on Saturday. Poor old Budgeoy. They're uh, languishing down there. A four and against, I think. Almost minus 300 after eight games, but I think they've only actually played seven because I think the first round of the competition they weren't actually in there. So, average losing margin of about 40 points. Um, and I think two of their games have been caught at half time. So, uh, it's been tough for them. I, I will give them credit though, and I mention this every week pretty much. This, was gonna, this competition was going to have a buy until Budgie was sort of said, Look, we've got a dozen blokes that aren't playing most weeks. Let's try and rustle up a second side so there's a second, an eighth team in here and yeah. people have got a game to play. And there's enough breaks in this comp without having buys. So, Hats off to them, and they keep turning up and you know playing half to a full game as much as they can muster with the team they've got. Oh, good on them. They're just doing that. Get down there for a bit of a laugh and get on the pitch with the boys after it. But yeah, minus 270. I think you're going to have to go with Cardiff here. Just got an inkling that Cardiff might get them. Yeah, I think uh, I might, might tip uh, both Cardiff teams to get beaten this week and go with Mudgy Boy. Oh, he's really rubbing the side <laughs> of the car. I like it. Yes, beautiful. I'm going to go with the Cobras as well, another team that I've pulled on the boots for, um, so I'm not going to go against them in this one, I went against them in the main one. Uh, next up, Katara, their, um, their D-grade side is going quite well this year, they're sitting third at the moment, and sort of flying under the radar because everyone's talking Hamilton and Swansea, but uh, if they can get a win here, they'll actually pull level with the loser of the Hamilton-Swansea game. Uh, they host a Wobbacool. Uh, now, I think the average age of the Wobbacool team, looking at the team list, is probably about 33 or 34. Uh, you know, folks like Shannon Maven and uh, Rob Briggs running around over there. So. Still young in this comp, mate. Hey, who, who'd been a foot race out of Rob Briggs and Jake Briggs? Mate, I've actually never even seen Rob. I didn't even know that they had an older brother until not that long ago. I knew there was eight of them. Yeah, obviously, obviously you didn't know that, otherwise you probably would have tried to recruit him as well. <laughs> I just thought it was like Jake, Scott. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people think Rob sort of flew under the radar. I don't know that he necessarily played at the top levels. I remember referring a third grade game uh, from Macquarie and Rob, Isaac, Randall and Jake all played third grade one day. And um, Rob spent most of his time just yelling at the other three. It was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that was good. Uh, mate, he's... Um, yeah, he's certainly uh, a very physical player, Rob, when he, when he goes at it. So doesn't leave anything uh, to question when he goes into the tackle. Another one of those ones from the, the mould of those boys we talked about before, like Jano, shoulders and above. Yeah. Brings the crowds back. I think I'll take Katara in it, mate. Yeah, I think I'll, I might too. I think maybe some of those blokes that are, are away uh, for work at Katara might be turning up to play for the wrong team. 
All right, yeah, I'm with you now. It took me a second to figure out what you're talking about now. I'm good now. I'm going to go with a wobble to get the upset in this one. Final match of the round sees Wanji take on Kersley Crushers. Kersley got their first win last round. I'm going to go for them to go back-to-back -back and get another win. That's a nice little road trip down the F3 and across to Wanji, so, or the M1 as it is now. Uh, Wanji have been a little bit light on for numbers. Uh, you boys know one of the blokes out there pulling on the boots. I'd say Ivan Lamalama. He no. played, at, played at Lakes yeah. for a couple of years there in the yeah. juniors. Yeah. Played a bit of footy for the Gates at Zebras as well. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. when uh, Cowboy was coaching. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't know how, how you two have a cross paths shot. That's, that's, that's uh, phenomenal. Especially with a name like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's gorgeous. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a uh, red hot centre who. Um, some, some, someone told me he's D grade South Greg Inglis. Like, when he turns it on, it's <laughs> on. Otherwise, he just, he just gets involved when he needs to. So. Uh, but yeah, they've been struggling only field sort of 13 to 16 most weeks lately. So hopefully, uh, and if anyone is out on the western side of the lake and looking for a run, like, go out there and get involved. A few of these D-grade sides are probably you know, a little bit lighter on for numbers, especially if they're down the bottom of the table. So if you're around those parts, Carter, Fongy, Kersley, um, you know, feel free to get in touch, or even if you can't find their sites, um, click us a message and mate, they'll pretty much uh, take on anyone you know, that is Newcastle undersides, as is proved by the fact that I've played, I've played games of A-grade. So. Oh, we've got some, mate. Potsy. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Potsy. If you're mate. listening, Potsy, Troy's still going to belt you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'll go to the Crushers. Are you boys going with the Warriors or the Crushers? Yeah, I'm going with the Warriors, mate. I'm going with Kersley, mate. Kersley. Uh, and I'm just going to mention uh, it was tipped to me about the potential matchup in one of the A grade games this weekend, and uh, this will bring the crowds back. The wing matchup, Windale versus Woodbury, Jared House versus Willie Palaya. Oh. <laughs> you've, you've almost got to take Housy. They don't call him safe as Housy for nothing, mate. Oh, mate. He's another one. Surely like, he's, he's another one like Gilbo that just keeps on turning up, mate. He's an absolute star, Housy. Good oh, bloke. And the league's going to have to step in there. That's, that's dangerous. <laughs> I, I think the good news is Willie's mostly been playing through the forwards, so... It was, it, was, it was trauma last year when you had Willie Pryor playing on the wing and Alfred Whaleboat in the centre. So yeah, good luck even to that I, edge. Yeah, I was going to say even most props didn't want to defend on that edge. Yeah. Uh, but that, that pretty much brings us to a wrap-up. Uh, thanks, boys, for your time. Thanks um, to one of your sponsors, Jules Tabin, who's graciously uh, given us their uh, function room. Uh, yeah. Good spot if you want to have a function down here. I know you boys are starting to look at the options. Yeah, mate. He's a good man, Jeff. He's a champion. He's looked after us well this year. Got the Blink 182 tribute concert on on Saturday night, so it should be um, should be pumping Saturday night here. Hopefully, we get the W to kick right on with three o'clock in the morning. How's, how's Jake Briggs go with a bit of Blink 182 karaoke? Mate, he'd cover anything, wouldn't he? He don't really listen too much music. He sits down <laughs> over there at the tab <laughs> and he just drinks his cans of coke and he just watches the horses and greyhounds. So. Oh, he's that's, that's his go-to. That's his go-to play. Mate, if he keeps scoring 70 metre tries every week, he can do what he wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thanks again, boys. Thanks to Jules Tavern. Uh, best of luck for the weekend for the game against Carter for the rest of the season. Thanks, mate. Um, and, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, look forward to seeing where else we go with this for the rest of the year. Thanks, everyone, also ticked over the 900 Facebook likes. So uh, get sharing it around to your friends and um, yeah, people, even people you don't like, I don't mind. Uh, get, get us to that thousand. And, uh, yeah, everyone enjoy their footy, and we'll catch everyone next week.